This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 13, Feel the Love. Taz, you can see that he definitely just kind of lost concentration of what you just asked him. And he's like, oh boy, I get to like talk about, you know, romance and dumb stuff like that. Mr. Felt, if we could focus, please. Oh, right. Karnax. And the other one. Yes, and the other one. Um... What was your name, Mr. Lizardfolk? Uh, Sniper McGee. Um. Huh. Okay. Sniper McGee. Uh, could you just stay right there as we're looking up information? Sometimes when, uh, you go into these books, Tangle yeah, doesn't sure. like it. Yeah, sure. No problem. Wait, go into these books as in read them deeply, or be actually physically going in the book? He just waves his hand. Oh, wait, I want to go in the book, damn it. All right, fine. Sorry, Mr. McGee. Yes, sorry that um, the eyes and ears of you-know-who can't actually follow us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, most people who uh, associate with him, he can see mostly everything and hear mostly everything through his... uh, Well, I wouldn't say willing followers, but eh, they're followers nonetheless. Am I getting that feeling again? Um, which one? Uh, The old stock feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely getting that feeling again. Actually, it kind of becomes more like uh, old sock that had some icy hot left in it. Mr. Fell. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm worried he might be able to spy on me. Oh. Oh. I didn't think about that one. Mr. Fell, I need to get him out of my head. <sighs> okay. First well. Oh, did you have a suggestion, uh, Tur- Mr. Tur? Well, Taz, if we're willing to make the journey, I might know a few... Shamans who might be able to help your affliction. They deal with those sorts of spiritual things. Uh, you don't want him to get too rooted into you. I mean, um, he's... Have you ever seen the roots of a mushroom? Um... No, but I know a little of them. He nods, and he pulls out a book, and he opens it. It just happens to be a book of mushrooms. And he points to this particular page he opens up. And there, it actually shows the development of a rooting mushroom. And this particular one starts out just as a little root. And then it starts growing and growing, and all the roots intertwine and other mushrooms pop up. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, mm, let's take care of you first, and then... Well, or... 
Mr. Turf, you seem like a capable one of uh, reading and writing, yes? Uh, sure? Oh, you can take Mr. McGee, and uh, I could point you the way to finding more information on Karnax. Uh, yes, we would be delighted to help. Because, um, this may take a few minutes with, uh, Miss Taz, and... Yes, you, you might want to find the information a little bit sooner, especially if you're dealing with such a horrible... Horrible creature. Uh, yes. Come, Flea. We will, uh, study like we're at the university. Oh? <laughs> if you want to go to the university, that's that's on the east side of the gates. The magical, uh, College of Swordfall, I mean, um, if you can't find it here, you might be able to find it there. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. McGee. Please that is accompany correct. me. <laughs> um, and he um, waves his hand and uh, dancing lights just kind of guide you down the uh, what seems to be longer than usual uh, oh gosh what's the word not alleyways I'm going to call them alleyways of books because yes this is that kind of bookshop it's it's nice. <laughs> and um, he looks at Tabby. Uh, so how many... How how much time has happened between you and this uh, experience? That's a good question. How much time has happened? It's probably been like, um, let's see, you were traveling around, you were watching Flea do his thing. It's probably been like two or three hours. It's getting really late at night. Um, it Two, maybe three hours. Good. He probably hasn't taken route too much. Um, well... Come with me. I hate doing this, especially to loyal customers like yourself, but... It kind of has to be done, especially if you want uh, the truth. And not a whole bunch of lies. If you can get him out of my head, then I don't care. Character, Flea, you are heading down these aisles of books. Um, as I said earlier, alleyways is probably a better term for these because uh, some of these bookshelves um, get, like touch the ceiling, or at least the books do. Uh, some of these are, you know, filled to the brim. Uh, you're not sure. Actually, uh, give me, like, an investigation check. Let's see if you can figure out the madness to the, the way he has everything set up. Okay, let's, let's find out. Oh, Flea. 20. How? I am the smartest boy. You are? I have a good, have a good intelligence score. I'm just a little kid. <laughs> so, Flea, you notice a pattern. And it makes sense to you since you are young and innocent and not, like, trying to do things alphabetically ordered. You notice that it looks like size and weight and color are the main factor here. And then it's the subject, maybe? Or at least what where the subject actually lands within the alphabet. Like, oh, this one has to do with demons, but more specifically possession. So it's in P. 
and it's red, and it's heavy, so it's in this section. <laughs> and I think I found it. Yeah, uh, you start finding uh, books. Also, you're being guided by the uh, dancing lights, so it's it's a little bit easier to find than if you were just on your own. And um, there's there's a good good size section where you are at where uh, there are books on Karnak's. Uh, so, Krakatur, you said you were like good with the reading. Um, just because I said it doesn't mean I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, so, with your four investigation, there's a lot of words in a lot of places on a lot of spines of books. What is a book? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Flea can actually answer that one for you. Uh, Flea, are you making any sense of any of this? He's an absolute madman. There's nothing to even be found in this jumbled mess of scrolls and tomes. I'm like ten feet ahead running through the aisles like, yep, that's there, that's there. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. And you are the you are the brains behind this operation, and I am not. I always have been. Yeah, you guys just didn't know it. Well, I always knew it. And as you start finding books, um, Fleet, you start recognizing the smell of um, human leather on some of these. What do I smell? Human leather? Yes, human leather. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, books bound in human flesh. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I think we're in the right place, Krakater. <laughs> Are we? Um, what have you found so far? Well, not a whole lot, but uh, I'm pretty sure this one's made out of flesh, and I'm going to poke it with my tail. And Kazu speaks up. He's found bad juju. Indeed, it is very bad juju. We are looking at goetic tomes. Uh, I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all either. Yeah, well, I never said I like you either, bud. But, um, I mean, if we are to stop this evil Karnax, then we are going to need these, I'm guessing. And, um, Flea, do you open any of these, or are you just finding them? No, just poking them. Just poking uh, do them? I see any with Karnax on it? Oh, yeah, like, some of the ones, well, oh. all the ones that you're finding, because he rolled so well are about Karnax, about how people worship Karnax, about how Karnax possesses people and what he does to those that he possesses, about Karnax's brothers and the whole family affair. I mean, there's a lot of information here, and you could probably spend hours reading. Okay, I'll pull down all the ones that have to do with Karnax. Okay. Um, um, and I'll fun. open the top one. <laughs> For fun, roll me 2d6. Alright. Ten books. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Like, 
the first set you find ten books. Some of them are thick, some of them are thin. Um, let's just roll this. One of them is a coloring book. Oh, heck yeah. Stashing that in my pocket. <laughs> Gonna steal from this guy. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'll probably tell him, but I'm just, I'm just saying I'm gonna hang on to that one. <laughs> hang on to the... I don't know. I mean, at this rate, Krakatura might need the coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, I mean, uh, the first book that you actually do open is a... Um, it it seems like a epic tale about Karnax. It's it's done in this old poetic style. It talks about the main hero in the first five pages, is who he's related to and how he's important. And um, you know, you don't get to the juicy bits until like midway through after they describe his kingdom and his serfs. And um, finally get to his name, which is Beldar. Beldar seemed to be a good warrior and a cleric of some god. It's not quite stated who he was a cleric of, but he was a cleric nonetheless. And a king. So he's a cleric king. And mm -hmm. uh, you keep reading... And apparently his scepter could command a thousand people, and his sword could slay a thousand demons. And finally it gets to where Karnax comes in, and this man, apparently his wife was possessed by Karnax, and she flayed herself in middle of court and some other gross, horrible things before she ultimately, like, turned herself into a succubus and started eating people's flesh. Pretty nasty. Huh, well, I'm definitely in the right place. Krakatur, you just see a bunch of words. They're in weird patterns. I... Uh, there's been a day I seem to be having trouble making out... Do I need corrected vision? By the... By my ancestors! My eyes fail me. And this is when we find out Duo also made you dyslexic. No! <laughs> Not really. So 3.5 barbarians that couldn't read. <laughs> um, so we go back to Taz being led by Mr. Fell into the back room. Or a back room. And, uh, do you want to do a perception or investigation on this room before you enter it, or are you just gonna fully let Mr. Fell just be like, oh, in here? Um, we'll see what it's about. Five, so I'd, I'm very distracted. Yeah. I There's at least one human skull that's underneath a candle in here. I mean, that's a little disconcerting. And there's, like, um, what looks like to be some kind of altar bed in the middle, and, I mean, there's, there's a lot of freaky little things and charms and just, ugh. Uh, so he takes your hand and leads you into the room. And, um, he starts lighting the candles. 
he probably uses magic so it doesn't take like forever but he um you know turns off whatever gas lamp or whatever is uh, above so only the candles are showing uh he instructs you to lay down on altar and he starts mixing something at a table Do you think this will work, Mr. Fell? I've done this at least uh, once within the last 20 years. Oh. I mean, first it didn't feel too good, but, you know, it sounded like they weren't feeling very well to begin with, so... Fair enough. If this works, will you be able to teach me how to do it, in case I run into someone else with the same problem? I... I don't see why not. It's not exclusively a cleric or celestial thing or anything. I think a tiefling could do this. Excellent. I have a feeling I haven't seen the last of that thing. I might even work on your uh, friend out there, Mr. McGee. He seems to like Tangle. There's some people who are fans. I ain't a when you have a god on your side that can just uh, create its own luck. At what cost? Always at a cost. So, um, where where is the feeling the most? Where where is the feeling the most? Eh, give me a body part. Right in my heart. Feels like I don't fit in my own skin anymore. Ah. He got you pretty good. That he did. Well. I might have to make this extra potent. And uh, he starts up like a Bunsen burner. Or the equivalent of... He has a whole alchemist set that he's starting to use. You hear things starting to bubble and boil. And uh, he leaves that alone for a few minutes and uh, get gets out what seems to be like um, a bowl. And he starts uh, basically putting arcane symbols on your face. And uh, he's he's whispering something. And... Let me just do a check here. Just roll d20 here. Oh, okay, cool. And it must be working because wherever he starts putting the paint down and uh, writing symbols, it starts itching. Do you do anything? Nope. I let him work. Uh, uh, give me a constitution saving throw. Nine. Nine. Oh. Um, the itching intensifies, and you... It's, it's one of those itches that you're... It just gets stuck in your mind. If you start scratching, it will stop. 
I'm going to do my best to stay still. And uh, he takes out some water. And he takes out uh, what seems to be some kind of tree branch. It it has needles on it. And he dips it in the water and starts splashing you with water. And you can hear, like, the sound of water evaporating off your skin. You, d- you don't know quite, like, what's happening. And it almost seems like you're floating backwards in your own head. And Stay still. <laughs> awesome. And uh, he continues. And you swear you hear some kind of, like, heavy breathing, heaving noise, but you don't feel like you're doing it yourself. But it's definitely not coming from behind you or underneath you or beside you or over you. You realize it starts coming from you. Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. Hello folks, J.P. Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.